Welcome to the Reading Aloud podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. Okay, I have two important questions for you. What's that? One is, why is recording a podcast like sex, you have to fight before it happens in order to, like, get to the... I mean, do you know how often we fight before a podcast? Do you think that's... um, Well, on the sex part, do you think that's us specifically, or do you think that's universal? Oh, I think tension builds. I think people get, like, nervous. I think people, like... I, I mean, first of all, I'd love to hear from other people, so to know... But I think it's, like, there's a lot of, like, anticipation and expectation. It's just, like, anytime there's, like, uh, like a big transition or intensity, if it's not, if it's not, like, we're just in the moment, then it's, yeah, I think it's, I think people probably fight a lot. Yeah, and we should let folks know that we are in the car right now driving, so that's Which the, is why Adam's yelling and I'm not. That's the, that's the background noise. But second big question, do you have tiny bits of burnt onion in your mouth? Because I do layered with sugar mm, bagels um no i don't i, like I just ha- taste coffee i just had the best bagels and then i found some scraps on my lap and because we're in the car it's like where's the best place to put them in your mouth and it was like one was part of the sugary bagel and the other was a burnt onion off the top i actually like that don't you like the like flavor explosion of a burnt onion. Yeah, yeah. It, it Especially was, off a bagel, like from an onion bagel or an everything bagel. I wish bagel. I had split that, split that with you because it was so disappointing. And it was stuck in my tooth and it was stuck there for 20 minutes. And I finally got it out. No, it's not good. <laughs> I promise. I promise you. Got it's it. Not good. Got it. It's not good for you. Yeah. All right. So, where are we headed? We are headed to the fertility clinic. Oh my god this is this is my favorite part about you you're like answer question exact well i'm excited about it we're beginning the process of number two um, you, oh we're going to poop at the fertility <laughs> we're, going, we're going to drop some upper deckers at the fertility <laughs> clinic we're really excited it's going to be the prank of the century You're, you're like, I made one. And they're like, a baby? No, a boop. <laughs> we're definitely ready for a second kid because yeah. we're super mature. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, we're, that, we're beginning the process today. Today. And, you know, it's both terrifying and exciting. So we had a conversation about this the other night and I was like, save it for the podcast because, but, but we did, we talked, we, we ended up needing, we had a little bit of a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, because of that conversation and a couple of other things that have happened since, you know, I feel, I feel differently. I feel differently. Yeah. Tell me how you felt previously. Well, I would say that like, I'm like, I feel those feelings light. So, you know, the topic or like the overarching and I just really needed to express some things that have been weighing on my mind and I'm, I'm so grateful that you heard them and didn't like you weren't scared by them or you didn't have judgment and you know kind of highlights of it was that 
I'm super nervous for a lot of reasons, for obvious reasons, because if you've been listening to the podcast, you know of our long infertility journey or what we considered a long one. You know that we went, th- we had to go through IVF. We had success on the first try, which was so fortunate. And then we um, had a fairly traumatic pregnancy and uh, birth. Yeah. And which so, have all been detailed on the podcast. And so when, when I think about doing that again, there's obviously a lot of fear. And there's also fear that it's not going to work out. And, you know, we only have so many, this is our only other genetically normal embryo. And there's only one other one beyond that, that is a slight possibility of surviving in the womb. So, you know, there's some, some nervousness about that for sure. And so, and you know, I, I was pretty honest about the fact that like infancy was And I don't know if it's infancy or if it was the combination of infancy, the difficulty making milk, the fact that Neo was such an intense baby, um, and, and then my mental health that plummeted postpartum, but I didn't have a strong connection to him in the beginning. Not the kind of connection that I hear about happening and the one that I had expected to have happen. And you know, it's like, I guess it's like, why are we doing this? And it feels like, I mean, just like, it feels like a yes. And we had our doula over to dinner last night and she was like, I was like, how crazy do you think we are for doing this? And she was like 50%. And she was like, because you had, you don't like being pregnant. You had a very difficult pregnancy and there are some physical elements of your body that made uh, delivery hard and uh, delivery and birth and which again all on the podcast right and she was like the other 50% is that it's a whole body yes and she was like she she kind of said like it's a spiritual yes it's a physical like five or something or like a physical like five out of ten yeah five out of ten like we'll have we have some things to navigate not a no but like a, you know but like the whole of like the the bigger picture of like in the in, if we raise up and take a 30,000 foot level view you know is this something that is right and that we want the answer is yes there's a lot of unknowns and questions under that that make that decision much more difficult and you know we've been taking that 30,000 foot view of like the long range like what it is going to be when we're you know, uh, through those initial, that like through the pregnancy, through the birth and through that first year of baby, which may be different because the baby may be different and we may be different because we know different things and it'll be different because we have another baby already. Right. Right. Like all of those things. But that's two years, which feels like a long time right now. But I remember when our functional medicine doctor was like, it's going to be at least 18 months before I think your body's going to be ready to have a baby and or I would even recommend trying to have a baby. That was back in 2017 and I remember being like, I, I, I hate you. Like, I hate this answer. I don't accept it. We're ready now. We've been ready since the top of the year and now we're at November and you're telling me it's not going to be till a year and a half from now. Meanwhile, it ended up being longer than that. And, yeah, and it was almost three years. Yeah. Or no, it was over three years and it was like, and it was okay. And so I think about like this two years will pass, even though at this point it feels 
like a, signing up for a lot and you know I even said to her I was like it could be different everybody says every pregnancy is different and she just goes oh okay you know like there are some things the two major things are reflux and then the shape of my pelvis that made it difficult for him to come out without forceps support and so you know that shape is not changed my bones didn't move like that and then also reflux really was probably a product of already having a little reflux and the, the shortness of my body, my torso. So, you know, she's like, just like, if it's going to be that way, like that you would have peace with it. Right. And I was like, well, peace goes out the window when you're suffering. <laughs> so anyways, I mean, you know, I don't want to dominate this part of the conversation, but I just want to say the, um, the disconnection to have it to like what I thought might be joyful in the beginning. And we talked about this in a, in a, recent podcast that you were really just you liked it all you've liked it all and I was just like I floored because I did not like it all what I hear I, you know I hear the the fear from you and to the best of my ability I understand it um, it's a big leap and within that and correct me if I'm wrong you're also comparing it to the fact that it wasn't like an instant magical fire explosions connection with Neo, you know, when he was a little baby. Yeah, like that. So, I'm so, we're so, like, what do people say? Like, like, you know, like our heart grew 10 times or we're already so in love with you. Like that didn't happen. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, and I know that people feel that. I also think that that's that's what people say on social media. Well, it's, it's also just maybe one that. element of it's, an entire experience. Ex- exactly, you know. Um, but either way, I think, you know, one thing that I respect about you is your ability to lean in to your real, true, authentic feelings about something and not shy away from them. And, you know, I think that this is a moment in which you're doing that. And and I have learned about you that, like, you need space to be able to do that. And it doesn't mean that you are ultimately going to say, I don't want to do this. You just need to be able to express. And the other night, you were expressing to me your fear and your hesitation based upon the difficulties of their pregnancy, the difficulties of the birth, and the difficulties that you had postpartum. And the, the idea of going through all of that again, for what? For what? For, that's the... That's, for what? For who? Right. For who and for right. what? For why? For all those W questions. That is what, like, we're getting to. And, you know, you said to me, um, and you have said multiple times, primarily, this is for Neo. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, when I met him, because he's such an independent soul, like, it didn't feel like he... I don't know, like, there's multiple layers, but I knew when I met him that he was a sibling. Now, that's an interesting thing for me to say because I don't have siblings, so... And I don't think I was meant to have siblings. Like, I just feel like there was something complete about our family when I was born, right? Did I wish for a sibling... Of course, but I don't know that it would have been the right thing for our family. And ultimately it wasn't because that's not how it happened. But I, there was like a, I am a good only, I'm a good person to be an only child. Uh, 
I just don't think Neo's an only child. And like a lot of our friends have had dreams about us being pregnant again. Some before they even knew that we were considering it. Like multiple people are dreaming about us being pregnant. Multiple people. And I feel it too. It's just like, it's just like, I think that question for what, like, like, and that is a hard thing for me to say out loud because, because, you know, I think a lot of people would say because we want more kids, because we want to grow our family, because, but I have a question of like, why am I doing this? Because is that what I really want? And, you know, so if it is primarily for you doing it to, because Neo needs a sibling, I don't know the right language, but like that Neo needs a sibling. Do you feel like there's still hesitancy because it feels like that's still not enough? Like there needs to be something for you? Well, I wish there was more in it for me. Yeah. Um, I think, so when I was a little girl, I said to myself, like, we had some dogs growing up. We had two dogs. And I said, neither of these are my dogs but I know that I'm going to have a dog that's my dog in the future. And it was a, it was a, this was a very, this was as a very little girl. And it was a premonition about just like, there was a future dog in my life that was like, and of course that's Trouser, my soulmate puppy. And as soon as she came into my life, I was like, this, this is the dog that I knew that I would have as a little kid. And you know, everybody's like, yeah, dog, what? but like, that was a lot for like a, like a like a like a nine ten year old to be thinking about like this isn't my dog and I just like I that's the same thing I feel is like these aren't my moments but our fan they are going to be our future's family's moments like they're not mine right now like this isn't supposed to be my glory days of being a parent although I'm a really good parent and that wasn't something I thought I could achieve after having Neo I was like oh I'm too self-centered I'm too emotional. I'm like not resilient enough. And now I am those things. And part of that is having gotten mental health stability. The other part is just like kind of growing into this position as a parent. And the other part is not having him be a baby anymore. Yeah. Both because that just wasn't my like, that wasn't what I was skilled at. And also that wasn't his skill. He did not want to be a baby. He's so much happier with the independence that he's gaining. And I'm good at navigating that. So, so to answer your question, like in the same way that I felt like you and I just had this big hole in our lives that was like so prepared for a baby. Like we had everything we needed and we had extra time and space and we were like, this is where a baby would land. Now the baby took up more space than that. And I think that that's the thing that I'm of course aware of and afraid of. And that we're just going to be, I personally am going to be pushed to a limit. Our relationship is going to be pushed to a limit that is unsustainable. But, you know, it was funny because Kama said last night, our doula, she was like, there's going to, she just kind of started talking and I feel like she was channeling some, some deep intuition and she was like, but there's going to be healing in this next pregnancy for you two, for you, for the both of you. And I've heard that before. The word that comes up for me with that is closure. Interesting. And so what I'm hearing from you is 
what I'm hearing from you in this, and I'm happy to share where I'm at too, but like I'm, I'm trying to get out of you like what what is, what's the there there? Like not just like all the things that happened or that you're fearful of happening, but like what's the deeper thing here? And I think that like what I'm hearing from you is there's more of a recognition that the fear is still there of the like the next yeah. little while yeah. but because you have had the experience with neo and because we continue to have experience with neo as a baby and now as a toddler you have gained a little bit more perspective which you which allows you to have an understanding of okay I'm consciously making a commitment and a decision right now to go through a time period which I know I may or may not enjoy, I, you know, but there is something on the other side and that gives me the hope that I need, that gives me the nugget of something that I need, that this second baby might be, might be a different experience, it might be something that like on the other side, like, I'm actually needing, so your example of, of your story with Trouser, um, and, and that is enough to add to the grounding fact that you really feel strongly that Neo needs a sibling. Like, just, those combination of the things really, really help you make this decision. Yeah, I just think that there's still that place in me that's like, I could have lived without kids at all, and I never really felt that once I met you like I couldn't really tap into not wanting kids once I met you it just felt like family was the direction I wanted to go but I think like after having Neo and like I have a sample size of one I don't know like I don't know what it's like to have another baby that's going to be different than him but wait let me stop you right there because that what that comes up for me is you know a theme within Neo's uh, pregnancy and birth was this theme of letting go, you know? And it feels like you're still holding on there to like an idea of, wait, maybe I never wanted kids and now you have them, so. Well, I mean, so if if it's true that I, I am like part of me believes I could have gone through my life without kids, just because I have one, does that mean I now am obligated to add another? No, you know, def it's like, definitely not. I, yeah. I have a really good friend. I have two really good friends that I believe could have gone without having any kids. And they just had one. And that was it. And they have a great life. And I think that their kid is a part of their life. But I don't think they were, like, made to be mothers. Like, oh, my God, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. This was life-changing in the best ways possible. I think that they just, like, they love their family. They have a sweet family. I think they could have also gone without having kids. And they didn't just make a bigger family because they had a kid, right? And so, you know, I was just, like in the moment that we were laying in the bed and we were talking, I'm like looking around our house. We have everything we need. I was like kind of staring into my closet. I'm like, I love that I can still buy clothes and I still have like, I'm like back in my body. Like I feel so autonomous and unto myself in my body. I keep saying that, but it actually keeps getting more unto myself like I felt that way at a year and I felt that way at 16 months and now I feel that way at 18 months and it's like oh I'm like even more in my body I feel so good in my body and yeah that's that perspective you know that you've gained through that yeah yeah and so 
you know, it's like giving that up and put and the finances of it, like, and I know that like with all of this, we will grow and, um, you know, it'll push us financially to, to grow and we'll make it work and we'll change our priorities and we'll do everything we need to do to just like make it happen. But it was, you know, it is a moment of like, we finally got stability in our relationship, in our life. Neo's doing great. We're doing great with Neo. We feel stable in the way that he's sleeping. Like, it's a lot to ruffle up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, why? It's like, it's a little bit like quit while you're ahead, which is actually your, like, you say that a lot. Yeah. It just feels different. It's not, it's not as simple as like when you're on a trail and you're like, let's just go another mile. And you always say like, quit while you're ahead because we still have to take the whole route back. And it ends up being the right decision. Yeah. I mean, I think like, like I'm not, I, I appreciate you sharing all that. And I appreciate you, like you are, we are different in the ways in which we kind of process through things. Um, and it's, it's, I learned so much from you in how you're, you just have this ability to like hold multiple things at once. Like for me, that would feel very unsettling. Um, to be able to kind of hold all these different decisions at the same time. Like, the way I approach it, so kind of shifting it to me a little bit here, like the way I've approached this is, I have been settled in a decision that we are having a second kid for some time now. That doesn't mean that I don't have fears or apprehensions about that decision, but like, that's my grounding centered piece, is like I'm always there, and I'm working at giving myself the learning and growth and like work that I need to do to really ground and deepen and understand that decision. So like, I think I'm a little bit more like build the bike while riding it, right? Like we're going to, we're going to jump on this bike and ride it. And at the same time, we're going to like figure stuff out as we go, because we, we know that we're riding a bike or I, I don't know what the right analogy is, but like, does it mean that sometimes I think I come across as like, I'm all excited, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I think it does mean that I come across like that, but is that true? Hell no. Like I am, I am also scared to death. I am also like worried about, you know, the impact on our relationship, the impact on um, my life you know, how my life continues to change and I become this kind of like new version and, and new version, new person, um, in myself, like continuing to shed away old habits and patterns and identities that I had, which is not easy for me to do. And yet it feels, at least at this time period in my life, it feels required in order to show up for the family that I say that I want. So, you know, that that is all really difficult. Like, all those things are really difficult for me to be doing but I, like for me, I can't be doing those things unless I have a clear direction and purpose. And right now that is like, we're gonna have a second kid. And that that is never, like I never let that aspect waver. Yeah. But that doesn't mean, I, I, I say that like with conviction, but I, I don't say that in the sense that like, that's the right way. <laughs> Cause sometimes I'll make a decision and hold on to that decision 
um, when it should have changed. You know, it should have had a little bit more adaptability and flexibility within it, right? Like, um, and and that's an aspect of who I am that is sometimes a little bit stubborn and inflexible. It doesn't mean that I'm not an adaptable or flexible person. It's just like that aspect of like when I make a decision. I'm sticking with it. And so I also appreciate your style of, you know, like really letting things, like I think you you know what decision we will probably end up at, but like you let things settle, you let things play out. You know, I think I have, I have things to learn from that. I also see it causing you a lot of anxiety and stress. And so, you know, there's just like everything, there's dualism to it. There's pros and cons to both sides. Uh, but I think that creates, hopefully that creates a little balance in our decision making and in our relationship and particularly around this decision around to have a second kid. Yeah. And on smaller topics lately, it has been helpful for you to say, we made a decision, let's just move forward with it. And it is helpful to just kind of cut me off at the pass on that and stop that indecision and just say, this is what we're doing. And you have started to express like, it makes me really uncomfortable for us to be going back and forth. Let's just make the decision and move forward. So this is a bigger decision. We can't just do that. I'm not willing to do that in this instance, but I do appreciate, I think you're right. We both have respect and appreciation for the other person's style. And there's something to be gained and learned from that. So I think you're right that we know where we're headed. I, you know, this year for me has been learning a lot about what do I want outside of the wants and needs of other people? And I asked myself, or I said out loud the other night, I said, what is the decision I would make if it wasn't for you or anybody else? Right. Like what decision would I make? And the interesting thing is it's still to have a second kid because Neo's just like not my only baby. Like he's not mine. Like he doesn't feel like he is. Yeah, a it, was whole... the, it was the puppy dog story that you just shared too, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and he's he is a whole person. I mean, he's not just a whole person. He's full up, and he is big, right? But he is not whole. The whole of this family. He didn't complete the family. Now, of course, like I could almost be brought to tears with the thought of like, what if this second embryo doesn't take? What if the the genetically abnormal one, if we were to try that one, doesn't take? What if we didn't get pregnant on our own after that, or did, and something happened? Like, you know, there is no guarantee here. So if he's not the whole of the family, I mean, maybe a lost baby would be the completion of the family. Like that also might be closure, which is just probably not something anybody is willing to say or very many people are willing to say, but like that would be my only way of understanding what I think I know to be true. Now I have intuition. I had that intuition about trouser. I have been wrong about a lot of things. I feel like I have been schooled to the nines about what my intuition had told me related to having a baby. Like this is the most I have not known anything and thought that I maybe knew a little bit, you know, not about like what it was going to be like or anything like that. People say you never know until you get there, but like things that I thought, like I thought it would be a girl period, right? Like I, I things like that, like There were just things that I was like, these are the truths of my life. I have deep intuition and I know them to be true. And like, but that they're, they just like, I've been surprised again and again. So 
maybe he is the whole of our family. If these other embryos don't take, maybe, maybe it would fill in a little bit. And I'd be like, this is our, our third leg of the stool, the most right. stable stool out there. Right. You know, Sorry, I, I liked that image. I mean, was, you just made me like my mind immediately went to like three legged stool versus four legged stool. And it's like, do you know that though? Like, yeah, oh yeah, 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 triangle is the strongest shape, yeah. Um, or structurally, I don't know. Yeah, structurally. Uh, um, what comes up for me when you talk about your intuition, uh, two things. Number one, it reminds me of some emotions and feelings and conversations that we had in your postpartum period around you really experiencing a lot of grief around like doubting yourself and not trusting yourself and not knowing who you are as a person and it, it just it reminds me of that like you saying like I didn't know it also reminds me of something that I just I just said your intuition is still there but you're not the same person you're trying to tap into your intuition as who you used to be not who you are now or who you will become and there's probably there's a difference there because because intuition is also based off of in my opinion like connection to self connection to self right and so if you're disconnected from yourself like or you're 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 projecting yourself to be something that you're not your intuition is going to be off you know one thing that i've appreciated not appreciated but like one thing i've noticed about like where you're at and you even talked about it like you're becoming more and more into your body like you're you're like oh I'm back to quote unquote Marisol but the same time is you're not the same Marisol as you were so you're not back to it you're just you're, you're returned to the the center a sense of self you're yeah. returned My, to yeah. self connection right. to self at, at, at whatever place I'm at right and and it brings up and, and tell me if I'm overstepping here like you can check me on this but like it brings up for me this continual theme of like a little bit like letting go like letting go of like not who you are but like letting go that you're that you're going to be this version of you um, and that it's always trying to, you're either that or you got to get back to that. Well, I mean, the minute he was born, <clears throat> now there were things about the birth that I knew, I knew, like, I just knew, I don't know. There were things about the birth that I knew and, and it was complicated, but I also knew in those moments them to be true. So I was like, this is how it's going. This is how it's going to go. This is where we're headed. And I was like, I said, you know, this may not go this way and let's just, talk about it later like we, we have to be in the flow we have to let this flow and <clears throat> but once you announced to me it's a boy I just laughed I was like I know nothing starting from this point I know nothing and I I feel like in a lot of ways I've let go of anything that I thought it would be like to have a baby I yeah. mean he's yeah. wild he's independent I can't control him most of the time I can do my best to discipline or to talk to him or to support him in like making good choices but like he is going to be his own person like I am the person at the restaurant that has to give my kid a TV in order for him to sit still for five minutes I am the person that has to walk around with him as he and like him talk to people at the restaurant in order to like survive a restaurant situation I'm the person that like I like things that I was like, I'll never be this person, right? 
and then I have yeah it, it is personality dependent right right period you, you, and you, like you have been humbled by the experience with Neo humbled in your like what you thought you knew well what I thought I had control over so well, right, like the go. letting go uh-huh. yeah. so back to your point about letting go I did as you're saying this forget that that was the big lesson not in the not in the well in the pregnancy because you know they they thought that he would come at the halfway mark and every week after was a victory but and that was a letting go process that I don't know what's going to happen we don't know what's going to happen and we're just here to you know make the best choice and to be as centered as we can no matter what happens that was a letting go the big letting go was in the birthing process like I needed to let go and release down and I and my body was slow to let go and it was so indicative of like I mean I felt myself holding on they were like push and I would push up I mean we talked about that on the podcast I would push and suck in like I just like could not let the baby down which made it take two days and so you know and I know there's a lot of people out there there's not we're not all responsible for the way things go that was my my experience of how I contributed to a slower letting down of Neo and I forgot that so I appreciate you saying that I appreciate you reminding me that letting go and I think if I start the letting go process now just like Kama said last night if you're gonna do this you need to be at peace with the fact that you know that you might be suffering from reflux you know that we might have some uh, challenges to navigate in the birthing process like don't be surprised. Don't expect it to be different. Be at peace with the fact that you don't know how this is going to go. We have more information this time, but we don't know how this is going to go. Right, right. So if I let go starting today, maybe that will support me. I mean, it for, certainly will support well, me Well, and it's, and it's letting, go of, letting go of expectations, right? Like, you have more knowledge, but you're letting go of saying, like, I think I... Like, this is this is going to work out or this is not going to work out you know and it's just like letting you know it's 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 having faith and trusting god in that process a lot like bringing bringing the god aspect into it and saying like i don't have control over this all that i know is that you know this is going to happen and i'm going to do my best and i'm going to do that with like the the support that i have around me do you think that if this, so, you know, I had that name come up during a, like a very deep spiritual experience of mine and do you, for this baby, and do you think that if this baby doesn't take, we would, we would, you know, bury them or their memory with this name? Like yes. the name wouldn't go to the second, the, the next yeah. try. Really? Um, I, my my initial reaction is yes. Interesting, yeah. I felt that too, but it's that would be sad because I'm like, this baby's name could be any one of these embryos. There's really only one other, right. other one, but. Well, I feel like you've been connecting. I mean, you know, you've been connecting with that one. This one, you know? yeah. This one, yeah. So. Did you see this article going around about like half the population has a clitoris and it's never been studied? Like the the, stu- the the research on the clitoris is like so low that it's a, it's an article coming out about like some of the first like the pioneers today who are That's pioneering ridiculous. some like deep 
research on the clitoris. I mean, that's insane. It's a fucking organ. It's insane. But because it's related to women's health, women's sexual health, and pleasure, it's a pleasure zone, it's not been studied. Uh, I mean, it's... I don't even have words. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like that 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 is a definition of the current. Like you talk Look about this hawk. You talk about priorities. This hawk, right? No, no. I mean, it's amazing. Though. You you talk about priorities. You talk about like stigma. Wh- it's like stigma. People... It's oppression. Priorities. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that it just it's reflective of again what society values. And there you go. And also, like, I imagine that it's not just a devaluing, because that's probably the primary thing, but also just, like, like if we don't look at it, maybe it won't, like, maybe, because, like, you know, women's pleasure, like, all the way, you know, all the way back to the Bible and prior, you know, it's like, the women, it's not about women's pleasure, it's about men's pleasure, it's about, and then it's just about, like, biology and making babies, but, like, it's like, you don't want to give a woman too much power, especially to have like a joyous, pleasurable experience because like what, what will they become? And of course, like, will they need men and all the, I mean, just the things that go on and on. It's like, this is an, a whole organ, but because it's so tied back to pleasure, it's like, no, what, what do we need to know about it? It's just like, it's a part of your body. Let it. Let Smash it. the patriarchy. Thank you. Okay, so wish us luck today because they're going to scratch the inside of my uterus to make a landing place for the embryo that we'll be transplanting in six weeks. And they're going to biopsy to it, take the tissue and biopsy it or uh, send it to the labs to make sure that there's no other issue that might get in the way of the transplant being successful. And then... Science. I'm going to be in pain and cramping and all that shit hurts so bad and... And I'm here to take care of you. Yeah, there's really not much you can do other than give me a heating pad. But, and then we're going to... tea s- and rub your feet and put on your favorite show and refill your water and get you a box of Kleenexes and make you dinner and wash the dishes <laughs> and take care of the baby and... Uh, put him to bed. I guess and I meant. Him I guess I meant. Walk the dog. I guess I meant. To, oh my god, that's amazing. I guess I meant to avoid the pain, to like get rid of the pain. But yes, yes. there's yeah. a lot that you can do, and uh, that long list. I'm like, don't you? You do that like every day. <laughs> yeah. I have a virtual party. I have to attend tonight. Uh-huh. Great. All right. So. Uh, Wish us luck. Wish us luck. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.